Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Ibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. Cecily Strong is the author of This Will All Be Over Soon, a memoir. Cecily returns this year to Saturday Night Live for her ninth season. She has entertained viewers with her standout weekend update character, Kathy Ann, Michael Che's wacky chain-smoking neighbor who offers her opinions on current events. Her recurring character, Gemma, a British singer with various boyfriends, also, also quickly became a fan favorite. She earned rave reviews for her notable impressions of Judge Jeanine Pirro, Senator Dianne Feinstein, and Melania Trump. Strong has co-hosted Weekend Update alongside both Seth Meyers and Colin Jost. In 2020, she received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her work on Saturday Night Live and also has another Emmy nomination right now. In Chicago, Strong improvised regularly at I.O. and served as an understudy for the Second City Main Stage and ETC shows. She performed as a member of the Second City National Touring Company and has also appeared in the Chicago Sketchfest, Chicago Just for Laughs, the New York Sketchfest, and the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. She has appeared in The Female Brain and Paul Feig's reboot of Ghostbusters, as well as The Bronze, The Meddler, and Melissa McCarthy's The Boss. Additionally, Strong headlined the 2015 White House Correspondents' Dinner. 
She was raised in Oak Park, Illinois, and has a BFA in theater from the California Institute of the Arts. Also, by the way, this is her 10th season. She completed her ninth season, so this is now her 10th season. And this is her debut memoir, her first book ever. And I had the privilege of doing an Instagram Live with her on her pub day, August 10th, Tuesday, August 10th. I had terrible allergies, and I'm sorry about that. So it wasn't my most coherent since I was sneezing the whole time. But we had a great conversation, short and sweet, and I hope you will enjoy it here. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Happy pub day to you. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Great excuse. Reason to upgrade my Instagram. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've never, I've never seen that before with all the various. Well, you'll see it all with me. I do everything wrong. Tech-wise. No, stop it. <laughs> well, congratulations. As you know, I just loved your book from the second I started reading it months ago or whenever I got it. This will all be over soon. I'm so excited for you that it's out in the world today. How do you feel about it? It's strange. I don't know. quite. It's still early, so I don't know how I feel. Maybe I won't know until afternoon. (laughs) I'm a little away. Yes, exactly. But I'm very happy. You, you've been so nice since early on. So I really appreciate you and, and even you doing this today. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. You know, the book resonated with me on so many levels. One, the loss of your cousin and how beautifully you write about that and how you flashback and show us all about him as a person, right? This isn't just about your loss. It's about celebrating him. And now we all know him and your other cousin and how your relationship evolved and how amazing and supportive he was and, and the impact of that loss on you, but also how you took us through the pandemic and how you showed us how, so like so many other people, people aren't only grieving loss because of COVID during COVID, right? It's like, there's so many other things that happened in life that happened along the way. And you, even you know, when you have that funny line about like, yeah, I'm going to talk to you about boy troubles in the middle of a pandemic. You know, it's like, you <laughs> yeah. know, life goes on. So tell me a little bit about what made you write this book. How, why did you decide to publish this book? I feel like you wrote it for you. Why did this become a book? Sure. For You know, I think after doing the first essay, sharing that with New York Magazine, I think I just had a lot of people reach out to me and it seemed like it was maybe helpful for some people. And I thought, you know, early on when I lost Owen, I didn't know how to write about him. I didn't know how to talk about it, but it felt like, okay, if people are maybe going to feel helped in any way, that's the best way I could think of to share my cousin and be able to share him. It's like, it feels like an active thing, publishing this book. That's like an active way to, that Owen's still going, that his story's still going. It's so true. You had a lot of beautiful passages about grief, but I just wanted to read this one tiny section when you were talking, this is from, and I love how you dated, it's all in diary form, which I love. This is like the Bridget Jones' Diary of Grief. Anyway, this is from April 17th, 2020. And you say, do you also cry yourself to sleep so often? I keep approaching okay, but I'm never fully there. I'll only ever be okay adjacent. I'm everything adjacent because words are hard to find these days. I'm living life adjacent right now. Love that. That was so I feel like so so many people are living life adjacent these days. Can you take us back to how it felt back then in April when the world was like upside down and you had just been bopping around your Airbnb and right. coping with everything? I mean, I think because writing this book was such a, a very, like it was a kind of a magical experience for me personally and a lot of 
catharsis kind of every day. And, you know, because I'm trying to understand Owen and his positivity, he sort of gave that to my life during that time. And so I was making these connections and it felt like they were gifts. And I think I, you know, I would write during the day. I was in an Airbnb with my friends, Matt and Kevin. And the other love story in the book is my friend, Kevin, who I live with now in the Hudson Valley. But so I would write during the day and kind of sit with myself and go through something and then had to let it go. And then we'd go to do like a family dinner and then Kevin would read out loud so I could hear it and it would maybe make us cry or we'd talk about it. And then it was kind of like got to release that and then maybe have like a little dance party after dinner, you know? Yeah. Tell me a little, also, you wrote a lot about your childhood and growing up and this crazy situation where you ended up like basically getting kicked out of school and having a, I mean, life could have gone a lot of different ways for you. I feel like at that point. Yes. I mean, that was insane. So in case people don't know about what happened, can you talk? So I, yes, my sophomore year of high school, I bought my first bag of pot, you know, real seedy and gross, but was like, you know, I felt cool, I guess. And I bought it with my friend and I left my book bag to do just like in the green room. I did a lot of theater in high school. I put it somewhere with a friend and to audition for the shadow box. And then they found my backpack and went through it and found the pot and I was expelled and I was handcuffed and walked out of the school. I can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, of all the things for the tiniest little thing. Wow. And then you had to figure out sort of how to land on your feet the first of many times when you found right. upside down and having to re- rethink life. Certainly it was the first time of, you know, realizing my life's not going to go the way I had thought it would, or that I see other people's go. I was very lucky. You know, I'm, I'm privileged enough that it didn't destroy my, you know, I got to go to a Catholic school. I, I got to, I got it expunged, you know, I did community service, but then even, you know, then I went back to high school and dealt with some pretty bad depression and I wasn't going to graduate on time. And it's like, I was a straight A student and I was going to have to be a fifth year senior because I didn't have enough gym credits. So then I dropped out and wasn't sure if I would ever graduate high school. I was like, I guess I'll just get my GED. But then I found an art school in Chicago and sort of found my people. And I felt like I was very quiet for, I just felt like very small and like I couldn't speak. And then I went to this art school and it was like, I found my people. I can't slip through the cracks here. And I just, I I was voted best personality my senior year at that high school. And it felt like that was my, was a huge accomplishment. It's, it is a bit of a brag, me saying that, but it was also (laughs) such a big accomplishment because I felt like I didn't speak or smile a lot for the year before that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, you can brag about that all you want. This is the <laughs> time. By the way, somebody in the comments just asked, are we doing a podcast? I just wanted to say this will be a podcast on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. So if you want to listen to the whole thing or if you miss some or whatever, people can can hear the whole thing soon over there. Tell me a little bit about you lost the, I can't remember what exactly role he played on Saturday Night Live, the costume or makeup or some, the man who ended up passing away. Hal, music producer. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. My my mind is so far. I mean, it's early, whatever. Anyway. He kind of did a lot, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that also was really, you know, one of those first, the per- first person you really knew who passed away from COVID. And that was, you know, obviously brought up all the loss from the months before when you had lost Owen. Tell me about that and how you had to cope with that on top of everything else. Yeah. And that was when it was just with COVID, I think it was so fast. And I just remember being outside, hanging out with friends and looking at Facebook and my friend Yoni, who was like, Hal, number one, Hal is, knows everybody and has worked with everyone you've ever thought was cool. Hal's worked with them. <laughs> and was like the first person you'd see and notice if you walk into SNL, like he's got his hat on and his big beard. And he's always kind of looks like he's up to something. And it was my friend Yoni posted something that's like, I love you, Hal, we'll miss you. And it was like, what? Just sort of stop in your track. And I had, I started texting my friend who's a producer at SNL and she said, yeah, he passed away from COVID. And I think like the night Hal died in New York, I think there were something like 600 people. It was just like, these are that's so many people. If you think about one of them being the most singular, unique, out of this world, human beings you've ever met. And he's one of these 600. It just, you know, these numbers are really overwhelming to see because they're not numbers, they're people. And everybody has a story and everybody has a network and everybody has so much love in the world and so much loss and grief. It's overwhelming. It's sometimes, you know, it makes me panic to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Overwhelming. So you turn to comedy in the end, right? And here Mm -hmm. you are with this like hugely successful career, which by the way, when you read the book, all you're doing is like rooting for you, right? So I feel like if people didn't know you before and they read the book, like you now have all these people just being like, you can do it, you can do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, she's making it through and how great. And anyway, how has comedy sort of helped you through some of the hardest parts? Well, I think it's always been a part of my life. And I think, I think laughter is a big, goes hand in hand with tragedy. And how we cope and it is its own little mini cathartic moment, you know, even I, I 
tell a story in the book about at Owen's service, I tried to, I spoke and I tried to say something. I tried to get a couple of laughs, you know, probably not a, my, a great stand-up routine, but I know that he would have appreciated that. And his friend came up to me after and he said, I think Owen would have liked that. And then he said, I was holding it together so well, like, cause it was stoic and it was all sad and serious. And he said, in the minute I laughed, it was like the tears came and it just allowed him to, to feel it. Oh my gosh. It's so heartbreaking. Is there anything in here that like, especially today on pub day, you're like, Ooh, <laughs> gosh, I can't believe I put that out there. You know what I mean? Like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if one's more than another. I think what's good about the book is that I suppose if you took one thing out, it could maybe make me uncomfortable, but like everything in it together, it's all part of the same thing. And I think it's just, it's all, nothing should be taken out as its own unique experience. It's all been there. And, and I certainly, you know, I didn't write this because I want anyone to feel bad for me. I wrote it because I wanted to just add my voice to the, things that I think a lot of people in America deal with, you know? No, and it doesn't come across as some sort of, you know, self, it's, it's not like a feel sorry for me, self-involved thing. This is right. where you're sharing your story from your heart and there's no real bigger gift than when people do that. Cause all you're trying to do is connect, right? You're trying to yeah. get there and connect to others and acknowledge that your experience is universal. And no, I didn't take it as a reader at all in that okay. way. And I, and yeah, I, I hope, you know, my hope is that people who need it, who may find this book, take a moment for themselves and check in with themselves and, and see if they're doing okay. Because I don't know that we check in with ourselves enough, especially right now. I think it was a really hard year. And I think there's this like push now we're vaccinated, we're okay. And it's sort of, we're not quite out of it. And we may be holding on to some trauma we may not understand everybody on some level. And even if you think, well, I don't have it as bad as someone else, just checking in with yourself doesn't, doesn't take away from anything. And it'll make you be a better support system to somebody else anyway, if you check in with yourself and make sure you're doing okay. It's very true. It's very important. There's so many people going through so much. And that's also just a fantastic reminder. My husband and I, Kyle, we were on Good Day LA yesterday recommending you. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, thank you. Oh, sure. He was like, this is such a great title. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, but it's so true. I mean, it's like, I hope so. Like there have been 57 times since I've been like holding your book in my purse for the last like two weeks where I'm like, oh, I could just pull this book out for now. <laughs> it's like you, you need this messaging all the time. So it's, it's very important. Well, just last thing, do you have any advice for other people who are aspiring writers who maybe want to share their story in the selfless way that you've done? I think just sitting and writing. I mean, it's really as simple as that. I never wanted to, you know, I didn't train to be a writer or anything. So I don't, I'm not going to write the great American novel, but what I can do is like be as honest with myself as possible. And I think just sitting and writing every day was allowed me to see these little connections and give myself magic and stories to understand and process my, my losses and my loves. And it was a lot about love. You know, it's really just exploring the love I've gotten to have in my life. Well, Cecily, I'm really, really sorry for your loss. And I'm really grateful to you for introducing us all to Owen and mm -hmm. having 
back out in the world in this form and keeping him alive in our thoughts. I mean, that's like all we can really do. Sorry. my And he's got music, which is also, and I'm so glad it's good music, but if you ever (laughs) want to hear his voice and his songs, they're called the evening fools, his band on Spotify. I highly recommend. Perfect. All right. Well, this will all be over soon. Cecily Strong, everybody go out and buy this book, please. And if you want to hear the rest of this from start to finish, go to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. And Cecily, congratulations. I'm so thrilled for you. I'll be here clapping as one of your many, many fans for this memoir and everything else. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm sorry about my Instagram. No, I'm sorry about, you know, horrific allergies and, you know. (laughs) It's real real life. Real life. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great pub day. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 